Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this uh, seventh day of March. Uh, today was the uh, deadline to franchise players. Not that many players franchise, actually. I was surprised. I think it was like four or five players in the whole league that were franchised. Uh, we'll talk about that today. Uh, get into John Morant. Now he's facing a 50-game suspension. I'll get into that a little bit later and what that means for the rest of the conference, what that means for this team and everything. Uh, we'll get into Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, uh, those contracts, Aaron Rodgers, talking with the Jets, talk about that potential trade. The Jets officially gave him a um, permission to do so. So uh, I'll be back in a minute 19. We'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sportscope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportsscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportsscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. All righty then. I am back here live on all links, including uh, if you want to listen to the program tomorrow or whatever, uh, like I do, I've listened to the playback. You can listen to it on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts. You don't have to go on here on YouTube or uh, the uh, Facebook to get get the program on. Okay? All right, Pickles. Thank you there. Hashtag Sportscope. Now, uh, the big story here is Lamar Jackson. You know, a lot of I told you so. That's why I say not to sound arrogant or brash, or whatever, but my show is so much more honest. You might not like my opinion, but at least you'll get an honest opinion backed up by factual data and not emotion and just looking for clicks, uh, views, hot takes, a lot like what you're getting off ESPN, for, instance. for example. I've been saying that there's no way under the sun that Baltimore is not thinking twice about giving a Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract to top Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed contract of $232 million guaranteed when now he's missed 10 of the last 22 games 
five each season, including the last playoff game they played at three seasons ago in 2020 and 2021 against Buffalo. I said that. Uh, you listen to ESPN, mainstream media, read Twitter. You follow these ex-players. They're going to say, no, there's no way it's going to happen. Uh, there's no way. And, and then you watch me, a truth serum, saying, no, that's that's insane. This guy has more rushing attempts. Uh, he's on the pace at one time to surpass Cam Newton in the most rushing attempt. Cam Newton's 33 out of the league. I realize he's only 25 years old. Uh, I thought maybe they'll try to work out something. But now, and uh, so I watch the, uh, I think it's guys like Jamal Hens, uh, Jameis Hens, Hensley or whatever. Means no, never mind. He's an ESPN reporter for the Baltimore Ravens. He put out a poll yesterday and asked Twitter users what what amount of uh, who who do you, what what type of uh, tag do you think he'll get? The exclusive, which is forty five million dollar direct cap hit starting next week, or the non exclusive tag, which is thirty four point two million dollars, which states if he can find a better offer and they can't match it. The Ravens can't match it. That team will give him, give the Ravens two first round picks. Well, what do you know today? And that's what I voted for, right? I put a little, I put a little poll there. I put the little poll. I said, no, it's going to be the non-exclusive. 88% of Twitter users said it would be the exclusive. It would be the exclusive tag there, Pickles. I was right. They were wrong. That's why I'm the best. That's why you're going to get the truth here instead of these other places. Okay? Now, that's what they did. And, of course, you're going to get all this, uh, well, well, what I, Deshaun Watson, uh, listen to Ryan Clark, this genius from ESPN. Listen to what he says on NFL Live today. And, of course, I'll debute it with the actual facts, just doing a little bit of research. Not, nothing nothing too major. Uh, uh, NFL Live today with uh, Brian Clark. I agree with him on some things. I don't agree with him on this. And, of course, Herm Edwards. Listen up. Well, let's be clear. The NFLPA, I was part of the executive committee. They've sued the NFL for collusion before, and that was in the uncapped year. And if you believe that all these teams and executives and owners aren't upset with the deal that Deshaun Watson got in Cleveland, then you've absolutely lost your mind. And when Adam says that the team or that Baltimore has an idea of what the market can be, we know the combine is less about those dudes on the field and more about the conversations going on between between traders and between free agents and having those conversations and if you don't think that collusion is a part of this league and the league understands that we don't want to continue giving these guaranteed deals out then you're absolutely out of your mind and so for lamar jackson to hit the open market like this i believe the baltimore ravens think that there is a strong possibility he will not get that fully guaranteed contract it almost feels like a yeah go ahead go out on them streets and see how hot those streets aren't for you, Lamar Jackson, and then come running back to us. Well, RC makes a great point, and and I was in the league before RC. I'm gonna date myself, but 
this has always been the posture of owners <laughs> in the National Football League. We do not do like these other leagues, baseball, basketball, whatever it may be. We don't give guaranteed contracts, fully guaranteed contracts. And when you think about the situation, the Cleveland Browns decided to do that. And now any player in the National Football League is hoping another guy will get a contract like this, right? And the owners don't want this to happen. This is the last thing they want to happen. Guaranteed players, full salary. Okay. If that were true, and I'm sure there's some form of conclusion, but if that were true, in 2018, that's all he had to do, uh, Ryan Clark, he could have did a quick Google search. Uh, Kirk Cousins signed a three-year, $84 million, fully guaranteed contract with the Minnesota Vikings in 2018. $84 million, five years for for three years uh, at fully guaranteed money is a lot of money. Okay? They've had four combines. Uh, Ryan Clark, since that four-year or three-year $84 million guarantee contract that Kirk Cousins signed, and, of course, the Sean Watson contract, $232 million fully guaranteed, was signed last year. Okay? So everything he says is total BS. There's the proof right there. Everything he said was total BS. Like always, you have to do your own research. Uh, the media has their own agenda. All right? Like I said. Uh, and you said, well, why did Deshaun Watson, why did Cleveland give him that much money? Well, because Deshaun Watson had a hot deal on the burner with his hometown team, Atlanta Falcons. He's from Gainesville, Georgia. This is what I read last year. I had to go back and double check. Yeah, from he's from Gainesville, Georgia. I don't even know where Gainesville, Georgia is. I know where Gainesville, Florida is. But he was going to sign there. Cleveland, a, a, a dumpster fire historically, uh, an organization who hasn't had a Pro Bowl quarterback since – Der, uh, was it Derek Anderson, who was just an alternate back in 2007? They even had what they call a franchise quarterback since Bernie Kosar in the 80s when they got beat in the NFC Championship game by John Elway in the drive, and he wasn't that great. They're a team that's went through multiple coaches, multiple uh, general managers, uh, since this owner taken over, they wanted to make a splash. They thought they had it with Baker Mayfield. He was a bust. Great offensive line, great defensive line, analytically looking great. And they wanted to take a chance on a guy who had about 25 uh, being sued for 25 sexual assault allegations. Nothing legal. And I was fully behind what they did. You have to do something that the other team doesn't. And you're in Cleveland, Ohio, okay? Uh, lake effect snow, the guys from the south like myself. Who wants to live up there? Well, if you're going to give me 232 guaranteed, maybe I'll get a place close to the stadium. And uh, as soon as the season's over with, I'm going south for the winter like a bird. But that's what the truth is. That's what the truth is. 
Lamar Jackson has missed that many games. I just mentioned 10 of his last 22 games. Okay, that is a third of the season. That is a third of the season, you know. So, so that is why they did what they did. Now, of course, Watson's already said that, you know, I'll take a pay cut, you know. I'll take a pay cut because he's going to be a, a really high uh, cap hit this year. So Jackson, like I predicted, uh, is going to go out. And you say, well, well, this has never happened. He's been singled out. <clears throat> Wrong. This has happened several times over the past 30 years. Uh, ESPN reports how many quarterbacks have, have given the non exclusive other words, if you find somebody that can pay you what you're asking, go right ahead. We'll take some draft picks. You go low. Uh, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you, okay? All right. Uh, Steve Young in 1993. This is what ESPN says. It's rare but not unprecedented. Since the franchise tag began 30 years ago, only five quarterbacks have received the non-exclusive tag. Steve Young in 1993. Jim Harbaugh in 1996. Drew Brees. In 2005, remember he's a free agent in 2006, with the LA, with the San Diego Chargers in 2005, okay? Matt Castle in 2009, and Kirk Cousins in 2016. Although there's an obvious risk to lose a franchise quarterback, there has never been a quarterback to sign elsewhere on the non-exclusive tag. The only quarterback who played for another team after being given the non-exclusive tag was Matt Castle, who was traded for uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs for a six-year deal. Remember, they had Tom Brady. So all of these quarterbacks have one thing in common. They thought they were worth more money than they were. You know, I know a lot of people like Steve Young. Steve Young's overrated to me. I, th I think he's a good athlete. I think he uh, I think with as good as team as he had around him in 94, 95, 96, I think he could have won three Super Bowls, but he's overrated. I think he's an overrated player. Jim Harbaugh was never that good. Drew Brees, yeah, he became good, but nobody else was willing to to pay that big amount of money that got matched. Okay? So, this idea that he's being singled out, nonsense nonsense it's all part of the business so jackson can uh technically on march 13th which is monday i can't wait uh he is free to test the value of his open market he can agree to deal with another team starting actually on the 15th which is one week from tomorrow the start of free agency okay those are the facts to get in the way of your feelings okay now you ask yourself, you ask yourself, okay, well, who's interested? And we've already talked about this for a while. Other teams that may be interested. And teams have already got out of it already. And this is what, I guess, what Ryan Clark was uh, kind of annoyed about. And I'm trying to find out this uh, teams that are, Teams that reportedly will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. The Falcons, everybody talked about. They will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson because they know what I know. 
They know this guy's missed 10 of 122 games. And these guys, coaches, their job's on the line. The Dolphins, you know, why would you take a guy who has a problem throwing the football and give him to uh, a team that their strength is getting the ball to their high-end 1,000-yard-plus wide receivers? Jalen Waddell and, of course, Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins are out. The Panthers, they need a quarterback. New coach, uh, new attitude, no thank you. The Commanders, Ron Rivera. I thought maybe Daniel Snyder would override him. No. Ron Rivera says, no, I don't want a guy that runs that much. I've already had Cam Newton in, in Carolina years ago. And the Raiders. Now, since this tweet came out by Phil Dates with ESPN at 426 my time, uh, a few hours later, the Raiders says they have not made that decision. Now, Mark Davis, he's crazy. He may try something nuts. You know, he, he likes to make a splash. The Jets like to make a splash. Yes, the Jets could technically be in there. Let me make sure get my building in the background there, folks. There we go. Trying to get my building in the background, but oh, well, that's too much hassle. All right. So, so these teams have already been out on Lamar. Okay. He's listening to the media and Twitter and not, and, and, and you'll lose a sense of reality. You know, you have to pass. You have to throw people open to win in this league. Ask Patrick Mahomes. Ask Tom Brady. Ask the last five Super Bowl winners. Okay? You never see a team say, well, we ran to a championship. We ran, our quarterback ran us to the championship. So I said, I think Steve Young's overrated. When he became a passer, finally in 1994-95, then they won the Super Bowl. Then 96 and 97, of course, Dallas came back one the next year, 95-96, the very next year. So, uh, you know, it's a rude awakening, but it is what it is. So you asked me, so, so what's your, what's your uh, and plus, you know, truth be told, I'm not sure if the new offensive coordinator with the Ravens is going to work with him, Todd Munkin. They threw more in college than Tennessee did. And Tennessee had the highest uh, in college, uh, the highest uh, point score, the highest yardage in, in, in college in all of college football. This guy called more pass attempts. Okay, so I don't know how this thing is going to work out. I'll say this: they're going to try to work something out with him. I, I do believe. Uh, I, I do believe the Ravens will. Um, maybe the Jets are, you know, with, with, with that owner. Maybe he wants to make the headline and go out and make a deal for Lamar Jackson, you know? And I'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. I know that he is in the news today. Uh, he's going to be visiting with the Jets. Actually, they're coming to him in California, a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers. But so my, my, I'm leaning towards the fact that they may want to do this uh, because – if they put the 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 exclusive on him, then it goes up to $45 million. They say about $15 million, essentially, $13, $15 million, give or take. And, it, and it's hard for them to re-sign other players. But I'm thinking that 
that nobody really wants to give what Russell Wilson gave. What what happened in that trade last year for a quarterback? You know, Russell Wilson, it was uh, uh, Denver gave two first rounds, uh, two second rounds, two active players. There's no way that Green Bay is going to get that. Uh, I don't think that, uh, I don't think the Ravens will get that. But if that offer's not matched, now I, I think technically they can trade him. They could technically trade him and not have to worry about the offer because Matt Castle was traded back in 2009, okay? He was traded back in 2009 to the Kansas City Chiefs. But I I just think that it is what it is. I think he's finally coming to the realization, maybe I should be a better pocket passer. I don't have to be the best pocket passer. I don't have to set all the records like like a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady. I just have to convert third down. That's all I have to do. I know I'm a great athlete, you know, but when a guy's missed 10 of his last 22 games, that uh, MVP he got in the second year means no, never mind. What have you done today? Are you trending upward? Okay. So those are the actual facts about Lamar Jackson. He's a good guy. He works hard. He's put on proper weight. Uh, but I'm here to call it like I see it. I'm not here. This is not a character pro, uh, contest, even though that does play a big role, leadership and all that. You know, his teammates come out and say this and that. And for, the same thing would happen if he went to Miami today. I guarantee you one of those receivers, if not both of them, are going to demand to be traded because their number is going to be way down because he can't get them the football. Only person he get the football on a consistent basis is Mark Andrews. That's the tight end. He's never made it past that. You know, the truth of the matter is they fired the offensive coordinator, but if it wasn't for that offensive coordinator who worked with um, Kaepernick of the 49ers, he wouldn't even be in this spot. This guy, what, what was they picked the tight end before him. The Ravens did. They, they, they drafted a tight end. He was the second play, last player picked in that draft. All right? They passed, his own team passed on him. You know, he's an overachiever. He's came a long way, but he's he's way too much of a running quarterback. He's came a long way, mainly because of that offense that was put there for him. But you can't, you're never going to get this on, on ESPN. You're never going to get this. You're never going to get this on Fox Sports. You're never going to get this from these ex-players, your Mark Solaris of the world. I'm here to tell you the truth, Okay. And I'm telling you what the teams are saying. I'm telling you what they're saying. We're watching the same games. We're watching the same games. I think he's like 1-18 or something against uh, in comeback games when he has to throw. You know, and then they're also looking at the fact that the injuries. Plus, you, you got to look at the fact Joe Burrow's in that division. Okay, Kenny Pickett's getting better. Deshaun Watson, he's willing to, take, he's willing to restructure his contract. So they can possibly get a uh, a um, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, his former teammate from Houston. There, he's a big time player. So they're looking at all this. They've got a lot of options. You know, they get the, they get somebody else's first round pick, maybe two. Plus, they got a first round. Maybe they go after quarterback this year. You know, uh, 
Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley, the guy misses five games, and they still get in the playoffs this year. That's how good a roster that the Ravens have. They beat Joe Burrow one time this year. Now, Joe Burrow beat them twice and beat them at the end of the season. But, towards, but you know, the Ravens are a really well-run organization. They're not going to seclude the media pressure of ESPN personalities. They're not going to do that. And kudos to them for not doing that. You know, and again, I want the best for Lamar. But you're going to get a straight answer from me versus everybody else. Okay? Uh, Pickle says, Cleveland's stupid. I disagree. Pay a quarterback good decisions, not running the football. Yeah, yeah. Running backs are made to run the football. Okay? Thank you, Kathy. Uh, I'll take that. Take the money and run. Steve Miller. There's a sucker born every minute. Yeah. That sucker may be the Jets owner. Uh, Mark Davis is already having second thoughts now. At first, the, the Raiders, you always listen to your first, you always listen to your first instinct, Pickles. Uh, this, uh, that's not a bad idea. And then a few hours later, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is saying, wait a minute, nah, we're not out quite yet. We're not out quite yet, you know. And let's see. Haslam, more money than logic. Cleveland, Lamar goes shopping. Uh, they bought that Buffalo BS to the Giants, Daniel Jones. Okay, that's a good transition, Carlos. All right, now, I sound like, uh, <laughs> what's that guy's name that run for president? Ross Perot. Now, okay, funny guy. Man, funny, funny little dude. Yeah, feisty old man. Anyways, all right, Daniel Jones. Now, like, not to say I'm right all the time, but, you know, I'm right most of the time. I said you probably want to sign this guy. If you feel like you're backed in the corner, you have nobody else to sign. You probably want to get this guy around $20 million a year, uh, add some incentives in there, and what do you know? Four-year, one sixty. 80 million guarantee, four divided by eight. What is that? Two, 20 million a year. Just ask me, baby. I got all the answers, okay? I got all the answers. This is exactly what I said they would do, and that's exactly what they did. What is their cap hit for this year? 19 million. 19 million, you know? And uh, I'm trying to see if I can find uh, the great Dennis Green. They are what I thought they were. And I let them off the hook. I'll just say it because I got to get on with the story. All right. Now, uh, Daniel Jones has agreed. It's NFL.com. Four-year, 160 NFL Network. $82 million over the first two years. First cap year, $19 million. Really good. Jones' deal makes him the ninth quarterback to breach $40 million per year. But that's not the cap hit. That's great for the headlines. That's great for the headlines. That's not the actual numbers there, Carlos. And then, and and Brian DeBall's offense, Jones had his best season. 62.67 two-point passes, 15 touchdowns, five picks in 16 games. He also rushed for 708, seven touchdowns, uh, nine, seven, and one. And, of course, they beat the Vikings, and a lot of that was against the Vikings. You know, a lot of his biggest games were against the Vikings, who were about 25th the 31st in offense. So, uh, you know, it sounds like a team that 
that simply uh, and, and by the way, they 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 franchise Saquon Barkley. Now I would have let Barkley walk, or I'd have signed one of those non-exclusive deals with him. But that you know, and maybe get a first-round pick for Barkley. That's me. That's me. But uh, they they want to keep these two guys together, you know. And it's this is a guy who was total garbage. His first few years in the NFL, you know, uh, that's why they didn't pick up his fifth year option. But Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Geno Smith, Greg, Greg Almond tweets out combined for three hundred forty million dollars in the last two days. They have a combined one in three playoff wins as starting quarterbacks. I mean, it is what it is. You know, they felt like they couldn't get anybody better. They felt like, okay, this guy, it's just a four-year deal. It's not a five-year deal. It's a good deal. It's not a great deal. You know, Carlos, you mentioned something the other day. I thought about that. Taylor Heineke. Maybe you offer him seven or eight million dollars on a proven contract and bring him in. Is it Brian DeBall or is it Daniel Jones? Okay, I know Daniel Jones is another guy. He's a great athlete, you know. And his completion percentage took off under the ball. Is that smoke and mirrors? Or is he developed? And apparently they like him enough to sign him to that modest contract. You know? So he's got 80 million guaranteed. Uh, he plays in East Rutford, New Jersey. Uh, even with New Jersey taxes, even with agent fees, this guy's got $30 million in take-home money. Uh, the average person in their whole life makes about three to three and a half million dollars. He makes 10 times that in this contract. He'll be okay. Daniel Jones will survive. He's not going to be at the welfare line. If he is going to be at the welfare line, that's on him. As far as the Giants are concerned, uh, this is uh, pay for the guy for what you got now contract. Uh, I'm sure it's team friendly. The specifics haven't came out other than the fact that uh, 80 million is guaranteed, which is 20 a year, uh, 19 million on the first year, uh, which is team friendly. Okay. The, the cap here, guys, is 224.8. All right. You want to be at around between 10 and 12% of that number per year cap hit. Per year cap hit. You know, I understand that that Patrick Mahomes, this guy's no Mahomes, and neither is Lamar Jackson. You know, if you watch just ESPN, and you never did, if you went on Twitter, just watched ESPN, and never watched a single game all season, and you just opened up Twitter and started reading about Lamar Jackson, you would think, you would think that him and Mahomes were neck and neck. You would think that. You know, if you just watched this year with Daniel Jones, you would think that he is uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. And truth of the matter is they didn't pick up his fifth-year option for a reason because he didn't do anything, you know? So is it more the system? They looked at the open market. They looked at Daniel Jones. They looked at the team chemistry. The guy's got good leadership skills. They say, well... The world's not going to end in four years. We like the ball. So if this guy's a total bust, we can get out of this thing in a few years. 
and we can just start over. You know, we like what we got everywhere else. We know that he inherited a mess. Kenny Galladay was a mess. That's all from Dave Gettleman, who was a total disaster for the most part as a general manager, in my opinion. But uh, he, he's going to call them viable. He didn't break the bank. He didn't get $40 million like everybody said. That's more headline stuff. Headline stuff. And then you got to look at the fact that he's playing in New York. Even though it doesn't have the pull that it used to, playing in big markets, you could still make money from appearance fees just by being a former New York Giant, just by being a former Dallas Cowboy. I remember this player. Um, guy used to play for Florida State. You guys will probably remember him. He wasn't a great NFL player. He was mediocre at best and used to work for ESPN. And he was saying, man, I got all these this, these, these appearance fees, man, for 10, 15, and it was just nothing, man. He said, all because I was playing in New York. You know, so that's something that, that Jones can kind of lean on, you know. But uh, the Giants, they're just trying to stay competitive. They're just trying to stay competitive, uh, not in love. I, I would have tried to work out something else, but I, you got a really good coach there. You got a good offensive schemer, but I guess they just simply did not think that there was nobody in the draft. They didn't think there was any other free agents. I would have looked at Heineke too, Carlos, now that you mentioned it, and got that price farther down. And now they have franchise Saquon Barkley, even though he's been injured. I would have let him walk too. So I'm just not in love with it. That doesn't mean this team would not be competitive in the near future uh, because they do have a left tackle. They do have guys that playing over the middle. Uh, they have hit on some of their other draft picks, particularly this past year. You know, if you really want to think about it, Leonard Williams. I mean, that that's your run stopper right there, guys. Let's see. I'm pretty sure uh, – uh, they bought that Buffalo BS Giants so dumb. And Carlos is just upset as all get out. Daniel Jones had a just okay season. Now he's trying to get uh, paid way too much at $40 million. It's not actually $40 million. Uh, it's closer to $20. i am sure you pretty heard me explain that. Uh, you're going to be okay. But anyways... But, yeah, so they've, they've signed Jones. Not in love with it, but I understand what the Giants are coming from right now. Uh, they just feel like they don't have any other options. And, you know, he's that one guy that you wish you could replace, but you can't. But he's a good worker, and you really don't have anybody else to cover that gig right now. You know, he's like that one electrician, you know. You've got to have a certain amount of training to be an electrician. So, anyways, okay, stay in New York. Uh, the Jets, okay, now Green Bay's gave the Jets uh, and uh, permission to speak with Aaron Rodgers. So, the Jets representatives, in air quotes, they're flying out to California to meet up with Aaron Rodgers. This sounds very NBA-like, right, uh, uh, Kevin? Now, I'll say this. Again, I don't know what Green Bay thinks, but they do have a little bit of leverage here. I don't know if they really think they're going to get what Denver gave Seattle. Again, 
two first rounds, two second rounds, two active starters, a tight end and a defensive tackle, and a backup quarterback and a Parthage in a pear tree for Russell Wilson. Seattle's still living off those dividends. So Rodgers, $80 million and some change in dead money. I mean, he plus the Jets, guys, the Jets are over the cap by like $600,000. So they're going to have to cut. They may have to cut. They may have to cut a Corey Davis, former Tennessee Titan, that signed up there, and they'll save $10.8 million just by cutting him to bring Rodgers up there. At 40 years old, contemplating retirement. Now, I know that he is, even at 40, light years better than Zach Wilson. I get it. This team really drafted well. Shoot, they had the offensive rookie of the year and uh, and, and uh, Garrett Wilson, which I think would be an instant success with, with Rodgers. And they had the, off, the defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner. But they missed on the most important position, which is Wilson. Zach Wilson, they're admitting that. So uh, I just think the Jets uh, – they could be a player for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm thinking maybe you offer the, the, the Packers a third-round pick because you're going to have to eat some of that money, you know. But I will say this about Rodgers. Now, his cap hit this year's $31 million, okay? Uh, it, it, it's $31 million and the dead cap, is 99. If, if they cut him this year, it's 99. If anybody cuts, it's $99 million. Now, part of that, part of this will be part of his signing bonus that the Packers and, and the Jets can weigh some of this out. You you can, you can stretch this number out a little bit more. I want to say it's 60 something million, uh, but the cap hit is around 31. Again, the, the cap is 224.8. So that is 10%. You add, if you're right at uh, 30, right at 30 would, would make you at about 12, the 12.6. So he's right on that borderline. Well, the Jets could probably, they'd be okay. They'd be okay, essentially. They've got a really good running back there uh, who got hurt last year. They got Garrett Wilson. They have a fair offensive line. Now, one of their tackles got hurt in the offseason, and they have a good defense. They have a good defense. Uh, I don't know if they're great yet, but they are good. Quentin Williams and Sauce Gardner on the back end. Uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. But I'll say this. If you're a Jets fan with the glass half full, if you're a Jets fan with the glass half full, you got to look at the fact that, uh, well, one thing, it, it's his former offensive coordinator, right? Uh, that, that, it's the offensive coordinator, uh, co former quarterback coach or offensive I can't remember. Either way, there's a connection there with the main coordinator with the Jets there, okay? There is a connection there, per se. There is a connection there. Plus, uh, Josh Allen, you don't have to start paying him a lot of money. You have to start paying him a lot of money, and you don't know how uh, healthy that Tua is going to be down in Miami. Uh, your competition probably will be the, the Patriots. They've got some money this year. They're going to spend some money. Now, they, they've got Bill O'Brien, a real offensive coordinator for Mac Jones. So this this would make the East interesting. 
but I don't think the Jets will be a lonely fourth place. I think they could potentially pass Miami up because you don't know how uh, you don't know how, how, how Tua is going to be able to stay upright. Now, if Tua stays upright, they can win the division. But that's a big if for a guy that's had multiple concussions this year. And the teams are concerned about, he's concerned about himself. He said that in the offseason. He says, I'm glad they saved me from myself, you know. But uh, overall, though, do you want to take a guy who's contemplating retirement? You want to take on that dead money and give up a lot of draft cap? I don't know what they're going to ask, but you're not going to get what Denver uh, got from, uh, from Seattle or what Seattle got from Denver, per se. Uh, I think his money and his age, uh, I got a feeling this is not going to be a huge price here. Now, they did lose out on Derek Carr. Uh, the Jets may go after Lamar Jackson. They may get suckered into that. Uh, the Jets have the 13th pick. They could trade up and try again with the young quarterback. But this general manager and head coach, they're kind of at this point now where they're watching their back where they fear they may get fired if they don't make a playoff push this year coming up. So they may make a uh, a rational move here and go after an Aaron Rodgers and and overpay. It all remains to be seen. It would be crazy to give up multiple first-round picks for Rodgers at this point in his career, in my opinion. I still think with with the draft capital, with with, uh, the way the Packers' defense was coming along at the end of the year, I like that linebacker. I know we did something stupid. He pushed a – uh, linebacker for the Packers, he pushed a uh, um, trainer out of the way and got suspended for something. He got fined or something for that. But Dick, I was playing really well. I think it's like Quell Jackson, whatever, out of Georgia. Go figure, right? Uh, but uh, Christian Watson, uh, Aaron Rodgers and this guy started to develop some chemistry there towards the end. They started to develop some chemistry there uh, uh, towards the uh, towards the end of the season. You could see them coming along. Uh, Romeo Douglas, uh, maybe they add another receiver, but you feel like that maybe all that just starts over. If he goes with the Jets, he starts over. That's a young team primarily, you know? So I, I just not sure. Uh, thank you, Kathy. I appreciate it. So, uh, you know, I just don't know. Um, just don't know if I, I would go there if I'm the Jets, maybe they go out there, Taylor Heineke. I wouldn't overpay. You know, the teams that last in this league, that build up, uh, that are constantly winning, that are winning championships, always in the playoff hunts, they don't make these knee-jerk reactions. Have you noticed that? Pittsburgh Steelers, three coaches since 1969. Baltimore Ravens, very steady, steady defense, not making quick decisions. Don't give in to the public pressure of signing Lamar Jackson if you listen to ESPN. No, they don't do that. They don't, and that's why they've got two Super Bowls. Uh, most Super Bowls Pittsburgh has uh, tied all time for six. Uh, Mike Tomlin, one losing season, you know. Uh, Green Bay Packers. I mean, it, it just is what it is. These teams are steady. They don't make crazy decisions, knee-jerk decisions, and reactions. And you, you see the proof is in the pudding there. So I do think the Rodgers should just simply stay in Green Bay. Does not make a lot of sense. But, hey, things happen, and a lot of it's because the owners knee-jerk. You know? Like, like again, the Raiders said, no, nah, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson. 
And then a few hours later, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We haven't made our mind up. That was Mark Davis saying, wait a minute, we can get the headlines here. We can get the headlines. Uh, here in Vegas, we need to sell some seats here, you know. So uh, it's an interesting story to follow. It's like the this like the man's uh, 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 soap opera, the male soap opera there, Kathy. You know, okay. So John Morant, the story continues. Uh, now they're saying they, the NBA, I think it's Mark Stein, saying that he could potentially get suspended for 50 games, guys. Going all the way back, and I want to, okay, here it is. Mark Stein, when Gilbert Arenas missed final 50 games of the 2009-2010 season, it stemmed from an indefinite suspension imposed by uh, Commissioner David Stern. As recently re, uh, by Bobby Marks, here's the NBA's language on that farms are forbidding in a team setting. Now, that was, I want to say he brought a gun in the locker room. That was Gilbert Arenas. Um, now, the Colorado police, I mentioned, they're, this was apparently in Colorado. They're investigating uh, uh, this John Morant flashing his guns. Now, 50 games, if that happens, if that happens. Now, he's on a two-game suspension right now. He's still suspended, indefinitely. Uh, I mean, they, they, they're, they're in second place in the West. Uh, I don't think they're going to totally tank out and not make the playoffs. I think, uh, by the way, they played better during the playoffs for a few games when he was out of the playoffs. They won a game against Golden State. Uh, and, and, and the games they lost were really close in the playoffs last year. Now, obviously, guy's a big-time player. They're not going to go very far in the playoffs. Uh I didn't think they were going to go that far. Anyways, I thought maybe they'll win two rounds. They won one round last year, maybe two rounds. Maybe they slip down to the three seed and and, and, and probably get put out in the first round this time. So 50 games, if that don't get his, you know, if this don't get his attention, nothing will. Because you think about it, 50 games, that's over half an NBA season. That is, that is more than that. I mean, that is like, uh, multiple steroids. Uh, uh, in, in the may, that's like that. What are those type of charges in Major League Baseball? But Pickles thinks that uh, Pickles thinks that uh, JJ may be back for the playoffs. Now it's all being investigated. Like you said, team settings. Well, if he was at a nightclub, that's not a team setting, right? So, I mean, if you really want to get down into the nuts and bolts of this, uh, maybe they just suspend him for 10 games. And then uh, I want to say there's, what, 15, 16 games left. He comes back. Uh, he's rejuvenated. Maybe another blessing in disguise as far as the physicality of him because he'll have rested legs. Me, personally, I I would hope that maybe it is just like seven or eight, 10 games. I don't think it's warranted a 50-gamer. Now, if something comes out about this, he beat this guy up, and then he actually gets arrested on the warrant, then maybe something like that, uh, that would uh, initiate some type of suspension like there. But I will say this. Uh, David Stern, as much as people didn't like him, he had an iron fist, 
and he got things done. He got things done, and the league did not uh, – and, and, and guys barked at him a little bit, but things fell into place. Remember when he when he said he wanted to put a dress code in? He said the guys are looking – it's, it's looking too much like too gangsterish, you know. Uh, let's wear a suit. Let, let's show let's, – let's be pros. We're professionals. Let's look professional. Uh, and now I said, you know, David Stern and his NBA fashion sense and all that. The players took that, run with it. They got their own clothing lines. It turned out to be a really good thing for the league. It looked good, you know, it looked sharp looking. Uh, blessing in the skies. So, you know, plus Adam Silver, by the way. I read the other day that Adam Silver, he's up to get perhaps uh, – the CEO job for Disney when Bob Iger steps down and retires as if he may do it in the near future. He already retired. They put this other clown in there. Then they pushed us other nonsense back. So uh, maybe that's a good thing. You know, I don't, I'm not like some of these other guys and totally disagree with everything Adam Silver does. I think he's late to the party sometimes uh, with all that social justice messaging he let that go on for a little too long. Then he finally said, some of his friends, like, I believe in this stuff, but I don't want to look at that while I'm watching the game. I come to the game to get off of mine. And he finally said that publicly. So uh, he has some kind of comment, and he acknowledged sports gambling. He acknowledged, um, what else did he acknowledge? Uh, uh, he was one of the first to acknowledge fantasy sports. So he, he acknowledged that. Now, Behind the scenes, they need to get out of China, but that's a different story. I don't care how much money you're making over there. That's that turned into a disaster. So it, it depends on it's in the CBA. What I'm what I just mentioned about this. Uh, it, it, what what if, uh, uh, for instance, uh, the the league investigates it and they go back and rewind tape and they see him maybe flashing that gun in the locker room or uh, a camera in the hallway. If something like that happens, Pickles, if something like that happens, then I could see him get suspended for the 50 games. But if he's not technically in the locker room, uh, I don't see that. But that's being talked about and reported about today. So that that really threw me off uh, there with Morant. But, hey, man, the guy's bringing it on himself. You know, I understand a lot of people's cutting him slack. You're 23 yada, yada, yada. I know I've been done stupid things at 23. Not that stupid. I've done stupid things when I was a teenager, real stupid things. But um, but that doesn't mean there's no penalty for it. We've all done stupid things. But if, if, if there's no penalty, how are you supposed to learn? You know? Uh, and people say, well, do you think it's bad for the league? Well, Look how good the West is right now, okay? Look how good that the Western Conference is today. Uh, Denver playing really well. Uh, the Lakers upset Golden State the other night. Who would have thought that? Maybe more teams will start uh, putting their big man in the middle and not everybody stopped copying Golden State. I saw this with Phoenix, by the way, uh, with DeAndre Ayton. If I had Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton on my team, and a point guard like Chris Paul, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to run that clock down to about 10 seconds. Then we're going to take our shot. We're not going to be play at pace like Golden State wants us to play. 
We're not going to do that. So Phoenix is good. Phoenix is probably going to rise up. If they stay healthy, yeah, they can get to the finals. I don't know about winning it, but they can get to the finals, you know. So this idea that maybe uh, the ratings will drop it if Morant's not in, I, I don't I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, you know, Denver, Minnesota, getting Chris Conley. Look how well they've played. I haven't mentioned the East. What are they? Uh, the Knicks on a nine-game winning streak uh, since acquiring um, Josh Hart there in the trade. That's just in the East. Milwaukee may be the best team uh, right there with Boston in the whole league. Okay, that's the East. That's three interesting teams in the East. The West, take out Memphis. Even the, the, the crappy Lakers are become interesting. You know, Steph Curry's back with Golden State. Now they're down there at, what, sixth seed or whatever. Uh, they're down there fighting. Look at the young story of the, the Sacramento Kings a team nobody's been talking about for years. They're the highest-scoring team in the league. So they're a storyline. They're a three-seed. Maybe they end up overtaking that two-seed uh, now that Morant may be out. And, again, like Pickle said, maybe he's simply out for just a few games and he makes it back for the playoffs. And they don't. They hang on. They're a deep team, Memphis. Maybe they hang on. But you start going through team by team by team in the West, there's no team that's, like, totally weak that doesn't need to be there. There's no Chicago Bulls of last year there. I don't think so. Now, you look at the Nets now. There's no Nets now. There's no Orlando Magic there. I mean, everybody knows that the, the Spurs are tanking. Uh, Houston wants to get that top pick. Uh, Oklahoma City, uh, I really like that. Uh, what's that guy name? Alexander, whatever. I like that guard they got, but he's been hurt. They've kind of fell off a little bit. We know those teams are rebuilding. Uh, Danny Ainge with a million draft picks. We knew that coming in with, with Utah. That, But the other teams that are competitive, one through eight, even uh, at the 10 seed, I mean, that's all interesting. It's it's the most interesting that I've seen it in years during the regular season. Stern has a father oral with players while Silver is a friend. Yeah, that's the same thing with the dad, with the dad of um uh of John Morant Usher and I think maybe Usher and, and, and like I said the other day I think he's going to get past this I think his dad's going to take the sunglasses off they're going to have a heart to heart you went to a private school you worked your butt off to get here he worked dad worked with him for years uh getting him there working on that crossover working on those handles day in and day out Let's don't throw it away over some nonsense because you're feeling the pressure. There's other ways to cope with this, not trying to be Tupac, you know? Uh, so I do believe that it's going to work out, not unless something else happens and he gets in some major legal trouble. Uh, Pickle says they may fall out a second. And, and Knicks are, the Knicks are on the, uh, Knicks are, I was talking about the modern day Bulls, Pickles. Uh, I wouldn't talk about, the, the, the 90s Bulls. They just, there's not a team on there that's time out there that's got a Jordan-like guy. The closest thing as far as the work ethic and determination would be, uh, if I had to pick one player, I would probably pick Giannis. He, he seems to be as serious as Jordan was about winning. Some of the other players are. I, I do think that um, Boston's a very blue-collar team. 
but there's something about Giannis. He's got that very serious into winning, not about the BS, uh, not about the socialization. It's just win, baby. Everything is about winning. Everything is about his game, you know. Some of these other guys, they they talk a big game, but their body language don't tell me that they're that level of serious uh, of a of a Jordan or anything like that. So yeah, and the Knicks, they're on the roll. Uh, the Knicks, I do think that they they really do need to get they need to get that four seed. I'm curious to see how they're going to match up with Cleveland. Um, Cleveland may be the more talented team, but I'll, not not always the more talented team win. Not always the more athletic team wins. We saw that with Boston last year and, and Golden State. So that's going to be, I kind of like to see that first round series. So that's a storyline for the East right there. You know, that's a storyline for the East. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. I'm on Morant watch. Uh, there may be some other things that we don't know about. I wouldn't be this lenient on him if there were some other things. But the fact that the, the the, the police report was made from last year to come out now. That kind of threw me off. So I don't think the guy's an angel, but I'm not sure if he's did something really, really bad yet. But you feel like he's on the verge of it right now in John Moran. Okay? All right, guys. If you like the show, share the show. I'll be back on tomorrow. Same place, same time here on Sports Scope. Got a good audience tonight. I want to thank you all for that, and um, we will see you tomorrow. I don't know what I'll be talking about. Probably some more crazy free agent news. <laughs>